0: Michael and Sean continued to have an uneasy relationship, even after Michael married Katie. Michael knew that Sean had changed. Back in Ireland, he had been mean to Michael. But now it was more, he had become a bitter shell, but he didn't know why. When Michael tried to talk to Katie, she would say, you wouldn't understand, and change the subject. Sean was especially mean he drank, and he drank a lot. Frequently, Patricia would come by to ask Michael to go and get John out of jail. Michael was sure that at some point the jail would become the morgue, and he wasn't sure he cared. He loved Katie, and knew she loved her brother, but the whole situation just frustrated him. In the middle of one night, there was a loud knock at the door. Who could that be this late at night? Probably some drunkards at the wrong door, Michael said, trying to ignore it. The knocking only got louder. Michael, it's me, Brian, open up. Michael got out of the bed and went to the door. What is it, Brian? It's the middle of the night. Sorry, McKay. brother, Sean, is in trouble. He's always in trouble, that's how he goes through life. No, I mean real trouble. He was with the gang that went into the black area and started beating up random blacks. Only this time they fought back and the gang barely made it back to safe harbor. Now they were talking about going back in. Before Brian had finished the story, Michael was halfway down the stairs and out the door with Brian running behind him. Michael knew that if somebody didn't stop Sean and his gang, the whole city could blow. There was an easy truce between the Irish community and black community in the city. Both groups were going for the same jobs and the Irish saw the Blacks as undercutting them and taking their jobs. The Blacks felt exploited. Many were forced to take jobs at lower wages, fearing if they said anything, they would be arrested and sold back into slavery. The fear was greatest among the runaways, who were constantly looking over their shoulders, expecting to lose their freedom at any moment. There were many arrangements and deals, jobs were divided between Black and Irish community. As long as the arrangements held, the truce held. However, over time, the deals and arrangements started to tear, and the anger had started to grow, especially among the Irish, who felt that they were being cheated again by the upper class, whom they never trusted. As Michael got to O'Reilly's, he saw a large and angry crowd gathering. Not surprisingly, Sean was in the front, egging them on, his lips blighted, and his left eye swollen shut. We need to teach them who's boss in some respect. The crowd of men and a few women roared in agreement, waving various weapons. Yeah, teach them some respect by getting arrested. That should teach them, Michael shouted. Stay out of this, Michael. We know where you stand. Don't you think by now the police are swarming the area? What's your wife going to do if you end up in jail, Patrick? How about you, Danny? Is your son old enough to take care of your family if you get killed? Don't listen to him. They took our jobs and we need to get them back. The crowd murmured in agreement. Michael thought he had lost the battle. Then he saw another group coming down the street. At first he thought, oh no, but then he saw that it was a group of women with Katie leading them. The women started to find their husbands and dragging them out of the crowd and back home. It had also started to rain, which helped to deflate the crowd. Soon the crowd started to disperse, leaving Sean standing there. Come on, let us go home, Michael, Katie said. Michael tried to reach out to Sean, but Sean looked at him with hatred and walked away. Michael and Katie walked back to the tenement in silence. When they got home, Michael collapsed in his chair, too tired to go to bed. Katie sat down next to him in her chair. For a moment there was silence, then Katie spoke. You were right, he has changed. I know, I wish I wasn't, but he has. Katie just started to sob. The only thing Michael could do was hold her. was arrested that night and spent a week in jail. When he returned, he didn't say anything. When Michael tried to talk to him, he told him to fuck off and walked away, leaving his stunned Michael standing there. Even Sean's relationship with Katie became strained as if a barrier had been built up between them. One day Katie was washing dishes and daydreaming while Michael was finishing his dinner. What are you thinking about? I was thinking about Sean as he put the dish down she had been watching. Oh, I just realized I have a closer relationship with Ian the fishmonger in the market than I do with my own brother. I'm sorry. I know, she sighed. All I can do is keep praying and hoping, as she went back to finish the dishes. Michael just nodded. Over time, to earn more money, Michael started to do small errands for Mr. Cole. At first, he didn't tell Katie. He knew she wouldn't approve. Katie hadn't liked Cole since the first day arrived. Finally, he had to tell her. I I don't like you working for him. I don't trust him. He's always treated me well, and he's helped me when we needed it. I know, and for that I'm grateful, but I still don't trust him. There's nothing he does that's for anyone but himself. Mark my word, one day he will lead you into trouble. Ah, Katie, you worry too much. But in the back of his mind there was a seed of doubt, a seed that would grow over time. However, by then he thought it was too late to do anything. Working at the dock was hard. Michael would start work before dawn and not finish until after sunset, lifting and moving material on and off ships and the dock. He quickly got the broad back that the Irish were famous for. He also got the reputation for someone who could be trusted to keep his word. One morning he was waiting for new assignments along with the other men. I'll need you to work with Toby. Huh? What? Toby, the foreman said, pointing at a large negro pulling on the ropes of a crate. Really? Can't they work together? Michael had nothing against Toby as an individual. He barely knew him. He just thought they should stick to his own kind. No. I want you two to work together. This isn't a request. It's an order. If you don't like it, you can find a job somewhere else. Michael hesitated for a moment, but quickly realized he had no choice. To refuse this, he would have had to be a fool. For an unskilled worker, this was a great job. Yeah, I'll do it, he said as he walked over to Toby. I'm Michael and we'll be working together. Toby looked up. I'm Toby and I could use help moving this crate. Michael took the other end of the crate and together they lifted up on the dock. They worked side by side throughout the day. Neither spoke except when necessary. Michael was surprised not by how hard Toby worked, but how, how he never did anything without a reason. He began to respect Toby's common sense. On the third day, they were working together. Michael arrived at the dock to the sound of voices. Dance boy! We want to see you dance boy! Michael turned the corner and saw Toby looking defiant but fine, standing in the middle of an Irish gang. Michael recognized the leader of the group as Emmett, the same man who had harassed Katie on the ship. Why don't you guys go home and let us work? Why don't you mind your own business? It is my business. If you hurt him, I'll have to do this by myself. I wouldn't care less otherwise. Emmett's dark eyes were red and his breath smelled of last night's whiskey. His dark hair was parted in the middle and was clearly in need of washing. A scar ran down the corner of his mouth just below his left eye. A scar he had gotten around the same time he took over the dead rabbit gang. This nigger took my job and he ain't going to get away with it. Go home and sober up, Emmett. The reason you lost your job was because you're drunk half the time and spent more time fighting than working. Michael stood there with his fist closed, looking straight at Emmett. Emmett started to move forward, then stopped. Fuck you, spitting on the ground in front of Michael. He walked away with the gang following him. Thank you, Toby said. Don't thank me, I just don't want to do this job by myself. Fine, Toby said. They worked the rest of the morning in silence. Lunchtime came and Michael sat down to eat the cold meat pie Kitty had made for him. When he noticed that Toby wasn't eating anything, he tore the piece of pie in half and handed it part of it to Toby. Here, have something to eat. I'm okay. Take it. My wife always makes too much. Thanks. I left mine at home. Don't worry. I've done the same thing before. You know your friends aren't going to be happy that you stood up for me, no matter the reason. They're no friend of mine. Emmett's been a coward since I've known him. He then proceeded to tell Toby about his first meeting with Emmett aboard the Morgan.